shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. One night. One nine nineteen. We're at episode nineteen of the Human Hope Podcast. This is a miracle in and of itself. Every single week when I show up here, I'm like, "Did I do it again?" I'm a podcaster. Nobody can say I'm not anymore because I'm nineteen weeks into the madness and chaos and what I think is beauty of the Human Hope Podcast. Friends and familia, welcome to another episode with your host. Carlos Enrique Wittiger Guzman or Los for short. Let's get to it. Last week, I came to you from Anchorage, Alaska at the Leg Life Studio with my wife, Heather. That was a very popular podcast. Uh, obviously, I'm starting to get it. Put Heather on the show, people show up. Now, I've talked to Heather's management and she's not available for all the shows. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to do some of these alone. But then sometimes she she shows up on them for like 30 seconds like she did today. Um, but I, I promise you this. If you love Heather, you're going to love this woman. Our guest on today's show. Before we get to the guest. I want to let you know that I am overwhelmed with gratitude. I can't let more than 90 seconds go by, which is 90 seconds right now. On this podcast, without saying thank you so much to you, to the Insta Familia. Now, if you don't follow me on Instagram, then you may not know what happened this week. After the show aired last Thursday, I went on a trip with an organization called Brooklyn to Alaska. And for the last eight days, I have been documenting my journey with in the wilderness, in the middle of no freaking where Alaska, eight hours north of Anchorage, in a town called McCarthy and Kennecott, two towns, where I went with a bunch of brown and black kids from Brooklyn that have never seen a river, well, these had, but 
that's only because they went through this program, Brooklyn to Alaska. The program takes inner city kids, urban kids, and takes them to Alaska so they can find parts of their souls that never existed. And I was there with the on the leadership track with kids that have actually been there three times already. So they were training these kids to be river guides and ice climbing guides so that when the new group of kids showed up, which actually was yesterday as far as recording this, that had never been to Alaska, they show up and there are river guides and ice guides that look like them, talk like them, sound like them, think like them. It is mind-blowing what this organization is doing. And just so happens that the Insta Media, when I asked, hey, let's raise some money for them. Like they, they needed $180,000 to build a bunkhouse and like a kitchen, basically I'll, to clear the land and build a place for base camp to operate. I... <laughs> I still can't believe I'm going to say this. I, I, I said, hey, guys, it's $180,000. I was thinking, and I almost said it, let's raise fifty, Because I thought, you know what? I think, I think my, my people can raise $50,000 for this thing. I think they can. But guess what? They, you, in 24 hours, raised $255,000. Why? I don't even know what to say. 255 freaking thousand dollars. A normal year operating expense for the nonprofit Brooklyn to Alaska is a little over a hundred thousand dollars. That's for all the administration. That's for all the travel. That's for all the gear. That's for all the guides. That's for everything to run the program because they run it out of, they do it on pennies. We raised enough money for this nonprofit to function for two and a half years. And I'll tell you what, I haven't checked yet, but I guarantee you that a couple 10,000 or so dollars more have been donated. A quarter of a million dollars from people that I guarantee you vote on different sides of the aisle, from people that have different religions, from people that may not see eye to eye on things, but they do see eye to eye on the important things. And that's what I'm here to tell you, that humanity is not as broken as we think. That there is hope for humanity because I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it. it can happen. And it did. $255,000. Quarter million dollars. 24 hours. It's, it, we completely built the bunkhouse. We paid for every last nail and screw that's going to go in that bunkhouse. And for a lot more. They're going to be able to bring more kids now. Uh, I just, I'm blown away. My mind's blown. So talk about giving you some hope at the beginning. <laughs> just my Instagram, right? Just the people that follow me. I didn't have anyone help me. Like, like it was just you guys. Now you guys helped me. You guys were sharing it with your friends. But like, I, I didn't like, like pay for a Facebook ad for this. No, this was just people that saw me boots on the ground with an organization and said, we're there. I am there to help. And you did it. <sighs> it was amazing. Our whole trip to Alaska was amazing. I'm actually... Recording this from Worcester, no, sorry, Worcester, Ohio. Um, we flew on a red eye from Anchorage last night, and here we are. So I was actually in Alaska for 16 days, 17 days, and I'm now in Ohio for two days. We picked up our brand new puppy, Rome is his name. Our last, hmm, oh, I almost cried, uh, our last dog, Pope, unexpectedly passed away three months ago and our hearts have been maybe four months ago have been shattered in a million pieces. And we got our brand new baby 
Bernese Mountain Dog. Rome. Pope, Rome. Yep. There's a little bit of tomato, tomato there. And he is beautiful. Go on to my Instagram, at Loswit, if you want to see all the slow motion videos of him running around like a puppy and capturing all of our hearts. So we got a puppy. But guess what? The rest of my family and my wife who came home with me from Alaska, they go home tomorrow. I fly to San Diego for the next five days. And then I will be home. That will put me away for a grand total of 25 straight days from home. Um, it's too much. That's too much. <laughs> People ask me, how do you do it all the time? I'm like, barely. That's how I do it. I barely do it. Um, I'm ready to be home for a little bit. Uh, but it's been, it, but it has been a life-changing trip. Brooklyn to Alaska was amazing. I took my family. Uh, I talked a little bit about that last week. It was awesome. And thank you guys for coming along the journey with me. So let's get into today's show. Today's show. Today's show. I have no idea why I didn't think of this soon. Now, let me be honest. I had something else planned. I always do. <laughs> this is just me. Squirrel. And when I, we were sitting with Leanne, we're sitting with a friend of mine, Leanne Miller, here uh, in, in Worcester, Pens- not Pennsylvania, Ohio. And she's in Amish country. That's where she lives. Her husband is former Amish. He, he looks Amish to me. He looks present Amish, but he's former Amish. And I know he's former Amish because he lives in one of the slickest, coolest houses that has electricity <laughs> in Worcester. Now, we're in Amish country. There's lots of Amish around. He's former Amish. His entire family still lives here. And I'm like, Leanne, like, so, you know, I don't know why I've never asked her, but I was like, so like you, how, how'd you end up marrying an Amish guy? Were you Amish? She's like, no, I wasn't Amish. I was like, you weren't? She's like, no, I was, you know, I met him at like 20, 21. I can't remember how old she was exactly. She is. I met him, uh, him, him and his dad came to fix a fireplace at my parents' house. And I saw him and I said, I'm going to marry that guy. I was like, oh, whatever. Cute story. So I, we kept having dinner and she's like, no. And then 28 days, days later, we were married. I was like, insert break, squealing sound. Er, excuse me? She said, yeah. I said, you're telling me you, mar- you met this guy and married him in 28 days. She said, absolutely. I said, that's a love story. I said, how long have you, got- you guys been married? She goes, 30 years. I said, hey, you know what? The Human Hope podcast episode, what episode are we on? 19? Um, I know I had something else planned, but I'm in your living room right now. And so guess what? I pulled out my phone. She's cooking us breakfast while she's telling me the story. I said, can you just tell us, tell us the story? So I started recording on my phone <laughs> and I started thinking this is going to be horrible audio, but it actually turned out pretty good. And then I just sat, I sat her down at the table during breakfast and started asking her and friends, this conversation is the human hope podcast conversation this week. You guys are going to be if there's anything that ever tugs on your heartstrings, it's this. Because what I love about Leanne and Daryl's relationship, he's former Amish. But, you know, there's so much, um, people throw so much shade at the Amish, right? Because if we don't understand how and why they live like that. No electricity, horse and buggy, like what the heck? But here is this girl that's not Amish that falls in love with an Amish boy. 28 days later, they're married. His family, dynamic with her how they loved her, how she loved them back, what love actually looks like, what, why, why we're missing sacrifice in the love that we have today. Like there were all sorts of themes that came out of this conversation. And so honestly, I didn't know at the beginning if it would work, but by the time we cried, I don't know, 
uh, seven times during the conversation. This is a love story that is going to teach us all how to love better. And I'm not talking about, you can be single and learn how to love better listening to Leanne and Daryl's story. It's a love story like no other. So I figured, let's do it. So, friends and familia, I invited Leanne onto the show. She's going to tell you her story. And you are going to be moved to love even better. Sit back and enjoy our conversation with Leanne Miller. And let's learn what true love really looks like. Okay. So I'm back from Alaska and we're in our friend Leanne's kitchen. Leanne lives in Worcester. I said it right. You said it right. Ohio. And um, she's cooking all of his breakfast. And she's, she was telling me about just her fascinating life. And I, I had something else planned for, that was toast, the podcast this week. But I thought, no, like, who else would not want to hear about a young woman who fell in love with an Amish man? And that's all I know of the story. <laughs> but I know there's so much more. It gets dicey. It gets dicey. So... I'm just going to ask her her story. First of all, introduce yourself and, and tell tell the podcast listeners okay. um, who you are, what you do, because a lot of people follow you on Instagram right now, not because you married an Amish man. My name is Leanne Miller. I live in Amish country. Yeah. And I met, dated, and married my Amish-raised husband in 28 days. What? Wait. What? You met and married him in 28 days? <laughs> 28 days. This is amazing. Okay. 28 days. Okay. Um, we do not recommend this dating system. <laughs> She's, she is actually handing my daughter breakfast, at, my 17-year-old daughter breakfast, as her boyfriend is in the house. Um, That's my new goal. No, no goals, babe. You're already past the 28 days. Okay. Whenever people talk about a short courtship, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that was fast. And they're like, who are you to say a thing? <laughs> Okay, so keep going. And don't let me stop you from cooking. Okay. okay she's okay. Gonna, she's, she's moved, moved around the kitchen. She's doing things. Um, okay, so so just keep, what, what do you do? Like, Okay, so 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 we owned an inn in Amish country and in a kind of a touristy area, right? So we owned an inn. My husband was raised Amish to the eighth grade, was a, a brick mason. He was a mason and concrete guy by trade. And um, Now, real quick, raised Amish. Raised Amish. Can, can you... Like, he was Amish until, like, I mean, his family was still Amish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I met him. He was wearing his Amish britches. Okay. So I still have the Amish britches he was wearing. I, I'm, I'm going to assume that a lot of people, they don't even know what that what Amish means. They just think that people have beards and they wear hats and they live in the country. Yeah. But is it, is it a, true. Is it a religion? Is it a... Like, yeah. like, is it a... It's a culture and a religion. My my father-in-law would say that it is a, a, a culture that is faith-based. Like, they, they they believe and live the way they live based on what they what their faith, what their faith tells them. And is there... Is, there, is it like a, a Christian thing? Is yes. it a Bible thing? Yes. So it's... Okay. Like, Christians would call... We would call it salvation, right? Like, people have a salvation experience. Yeah. Amish people would call it, like, a new birth. Oh. Um, or, you know... Like just being kind of baptized in the faith or a new birth. Okay. 
And and they're 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 living this way is part of the religion. Yes, yes. So Daryl, his father is a bishop, still a bishop. Um, Amish beard, long silver Amish beard. His mother, of course, is just full on Amish. They have a horse and buggy. Really? Oh yeah. Like like they're the real. They're the, they the real thing, right? Wow. Okay. Okay. So, um, we'll we'll get to Daryl and your your story with him in a minute. What's um what, what what's your thing like what, like oh. I, you're on t- you're you're cooking on yes. Fox, Fox TV yes. you're like like tell I us do, a little bit about I you. do cooking segments on Fox affiliates here in Ohio okay and that happened because we had a producer from the Food Network stay at our inn and she said you need to be doing stuff on television and I'm like yeah that's going to happen in the middle of Amish country and she goes oh yeah it can happen you know, awesome. and so she just kind of connected me and guided me and so I do I do segments on Fox affiliates here in Ohio cooking and I'm eating your breakfast. If you can't hear, my, <laughs> my mouth is completely full right now. Um, it's amazing. So, okay, so then I basically want to go back to the beginning. So, hang on a second. Babe, <laughs> babe, you love, you love Amish country. You have a, like, a strong pull towards Amishness. <laughs> why? Because it's just simple. That's why I loved COVID, because it was just simple. It was like, feed your family, hang out, clean a closet, grow a garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. Make sourdough bread. Yeah, like slow living. Slow living. Mm-hmm. Well, well, because you, you you had you had Busy a friend. Living, but mm-hmm. you, you have a, you had a friend in Etheridge, Tennessee. Uh, tell us really quickly about this Amish friend that you you. Etheridge, became. Tennessee is a community in Nashville that all the kids love to go to and get treats from. But have the boyfriends been to Etheridge yet? Um, Brady has. No, it has oh, not. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Noah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that hurts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 um, we'll remedy that. But I met a guy there who made some benches for me, and we just began a friendship where... Um, he would write you letters? I asked him to be a pen pal, and he would... Literally, it was so cute, Leanne. Like, he would write a day out. I was like, I would love to know what your normal day would look like. Will you, for a week, tell me, like, what your schedule is, whatever. So much. Every single morning. Woke up at 5 p.m. <clears throat> stoked the 5 fire. A. 5 a.m. Stoke the fire for Annie. Put a pot of coffee on. Mm-hmm. Put some wood in the fire. Left at 6.02. Went in and like, okay, so that was one day. He wrote in detail. Like Monday. He said Monday. And then the next day, the day the next was day. Tuesday. Woke up at, and it like <laughs> listed the exact same yeah. thing. Like maybe yes. in the afternoon there was like one other like shift in his day, but it literally, and then he listed it every single day. It was the cutest thing ever. But anyways, ended up getting some handful, a handful of um, furniture and Santa's directing me over there because I'm knocking on the table. Um, handful of furniture from him and eventually he did pass, um, which is so sad. Over but, the course of years though, you were. Oh yeah, we were friends for like six oh, years, yeah, eight years, yeah. something like he, that. He would kind of pick on you and make fun of you when oh, you'd show yeah. up. Oh yeah, he was feisty. He was so fun. Uh, but but you would say, you would say simple. Yeah, simplicity. Is, is, is simplicity is what draw, draws you to like wanting yeah, to drive there. Yeah, because there's no like distraction, there's no internet, there's no TV. There's no there's podcast. There's no podcast that we have to do while we're sitting talking to a friend. There's no... Yeah. Although I do like hair products, like a blow dryer and curling iron. <laughs> so you could never be honest. And deodorant. Yeah. And, um, but, but there are different orders of yes, Amish. Correct. And so some yes. orders. <clears throat> we're going to, we're going to get into can, that. Um, like Daryl said that his family wore deodorant. Whereas oh, okay. Some others, don't. Some really? Don't. Oh, okay. I can't wait to get into this. Okay. Thanks for that, that aside, Heather. 
I don't, I don't know anything about Amish. Like, I, I don't. Like, I've, there's reality shows that are fake that right. make you think that you know Amish. And um, and that's it, you know? And then, and then like, every time we drive through Pennsylvania or through Ohio, like, you see them in a buggy. But it's so mysterious right. to me. Right. Did you grow up here around Amish? Was your family Amish? Well, no, we were not Amish at all. But okay. every day... After kindergarten, I got off the school bus at my Amish neighbors, and I had a total crush on their oldest son, Ivan, who who now doesn't have any teeth in his head. But right. <laughs> but I I I um I was I was in love with just their house. They just you know everything um, everything does move at a at a steady pace, a slower pace, yeah. but an intentional pace. Uh-huh. I think Ooh, I that's like that. one thing Slow that, but intentional. Mm, that's one thing I love about my husband, and I try to talk about him without getting emotional, but my husband is very... Um, no, please get aware. emotional. It's, <laughs> very, it's very... You're already crying, so this is good. The, yeah. um, my husband's super aware, yeah. and he's super um, intentional, and yeah. he's meaningful. Yeah. So I think when you're when you're not raised that way, yeah. and you have somebody come into your life who's, who's that... Yeah. Um, you know, so my husband's always thinking about, you know, um, ways he can love me well without mm. having to say a bunch of things. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, we're, we really, we really work well together because I'm definitely, I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I'm very like, you know, <laughs> and he is, no. he, and he is very not. No, I don't believe this at all. <laughs> he's, in fact, people are intrigued by our relationship yeah. because he's very quiet. He's very, but he's exactly what my life needed then and what it needs now. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to Ivan for a second. Okay. Let's go. That's when I fell in love with the Amish way. The Amish way. You were were getting off the school bus every day and you were seeing this house and you were kind of seeing. Yes. They would have like things like lemon, homemade lemonade or, or spring tea or, and they had a spring house. So they'd say, you want to go with your bare feet into the spring house? And, and what's I was, a, what's a spring I was, house? Uh, it's kind of their, it's kind of back then it was their version of like refrigeration oh, a, a lot of times. Really? You know, a, a fresh spring. I yeah. could actually drive you by Ivan's home place because he's, <laughs> yes. so, so, and show you the spring house yes. because it's still there. Yes. I, I drove by there not long Will ago. they still invite you in with bare feet into their spring they house? They would, they oh, would, amazing. yeah. And so, um, so I think that probably this is the first time I've actually put this together that the importance I felt as a person. Uh-huh. Even in kindergarten, yeah. I felt really important in their house. Wow. I felt very, very looked at and seen. And I think that that is how I've tried to operate our home. Yeah. I want everyone that comes yeah. here to feel very seen. So you, you would say that that's a, um, a part of the Amish culture is to see you. Yes. And, and, and yourself. To see yourself. And to see and yourself. To see others. Mm-hmm. Very intentional. Very very. And in fact, if you would ask Daryl, if he was sitting here, what he misses most about Amish yeah. culture, he would say the sense of community. Wow. We had a tornado go through <clears throat> our neighborhood. Um, and within 20 minutes, there were, well, I couldn't count all the bicycles there because wow. people knew that the barn roof had blown off uh-huh. and a tree had went through their house. And literally people just came to help. There, there, there was, there was, they didn't get on Facebook on the no. community board nope. And, nope. and have to tweet out. No, they, there was they, no GoFundMe. There was no, no, GoFundMe. no people showed up and started helping immediately. Wow. 
Wow. So it's a, it's, there's a, yeah, there's a true, there is a true sense of sitting with you and walking with you and a true sense of just yeah. being there. Well, no, it's, it's, it sounds to me like it's a true sense of, um, this, this is quite possibly the way it's, it's supposed to be. Right. And I, I will say quickly that not every Amish person's like that. Right. Right. Because right, right. sure. people are people. Yeah. I mean, so, but I think for, for the most part, it's about community. It's about, you know, being just yeah. a better you yeah. and, a, yeah. and a more, and a more intentional you. Yeah. So kindergarten Leanne is getting off the school bus, fascinated by his house and his family. Yes. Really just kind of taken aback as to, well, this is different. Yeah. This yeah. feels different. Yeah, yeah. I feel like somebody has lemonade waiting for me and yeah. is just yeah. being very intentional. And your your parents are not, well, you're not Amish at all. There's no, nothing not Amish. Amish at all. Nothing so, Amish. So fast forward then yeah. to the summer of my fourth grade year. Let's go. This is we pack up yeah. and my father says, I want to go to seminary. Uh-huh. We pack up and we go to Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay. And my father goes to Liberty University Seminary, becomes a marriage and family counselor and pastor. And, you know, our life changes dramatically from, um, from, from fourth grade to my senior year of high school. We moved back to our, to Amish country, my senior year of high school. Okay. So fourth grade through your senior year of high school, you are uh, in Virginia. There's no Amish around. There's no Amish around. There's no Amish around. You've, you've kind of, is, is there any longing for that like oh like, yeah oh yeah totally and and we're in the we're in the south yeah. yeah so there's a lot of um i don't want to say this there's a lot of seeming kindness yeah but sometimes underneath that yeah that's that that it's really about politeness yeah. and it's not you know it was just a completely different culture yeah sure i, I mean southern hospitality is amazing and southern people are amazing but it was a completely different shift from being in the country in Ohio mm-hmm. around Amish people yeah. and Amish neighbors. Completely yeah. different. So you moved to Virginia and then you moved back. We moved back. Here. Here. And I, and I go my senior year to a public high school. Okay. And um, my, my senior year. And then I go to college in South Florida. Okay. Because I don't want to be, I, I want to go somewhere just yeah. different. Yeah. And then... After college, I worked in corporate world for about a year and a half. Okay. This is where it gets fun with yes. Daryl. So I get... So so hold on, hold on. Daryl is... At this point, Daryl is in Rumspringa. Okay. Daryl is... Daryl's partying and wild. Daryl... Rumspringa is like sowing their wild oats. So teenagers... Oh, wait. That's not a city? <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally, I totally thought that Rumspringer was like, oh, he moved to Rumspringer. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. See, this is, this is, I am every listener. Oh my gosh. So Rump, Rump Shaker? What is no, it? No, no, no. Rumspringer. So he was in like what we would call uh, uh, his wild teen years, right? Okay. It's actually like. But it's a different, it's, a, it's, they kind of, parents kind of just. And this is an Amish culture. Yes, Amish culture. They're kind of given over to. Like if you want to drive a car, if you if you're especially boys, if, okay. a, if a if a if a teenage boy wants to go out and get his license and get a car, or get a vehicle, you can do that. Um, the, you know they go to parties, they have field parties, they Amish, lots of drinking. Amish, oh, Amish oh, teens. Oh, oh, 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And th- this is a thing. Oh, in it's Amish- a thing. Wow. It's definitely a thing. So Daryl was a little bit of a wild man. Was a he really? wild boy. Okay. Now, you never know it now, but uh-huh. he was. And um, he... Oh, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. <gasps> <laughs> Daryl, I know. Yeah. Okay, so he's, a, he's in rump stringer. He's, he, <laughs> so I come... So I, I work in an office like in Orlando, Florida for yeah. a year and a half. And I decide my parents have a restaurant. So summers are always busy because it's tourist time. So my mom said, why don't you come home for the summer and help with the restaurant and, um, and then decide if you want to continue. Cause I, I, I knew the office, the office yeah. environment, corporate environment was not for me. So I came back and I worked the summer. This is the part that girls are going to love. I worked the summer as a, as a waitress okay. at my family's restaurant, which is, which was called, the Homestead Restaurant and Charm. The Homestead Restaurant and Charm. Yep. In Charm, Ohio. That's a real place, Charm. Okay. So um, so then fall comes and September and October are the busiest months yes. for Amish country. And so in November, my mom wanted to build a fireplace at her house for Thanksgiving because every, <gasps> everybody was going to come. So my mom knew of this crew of Amish boys. Yes. Were they were were these Amish boys rump stringing? Yo, they were rump stringing okay. all the way. <laughs> okay. Now I was not. You right. know, I was at this point twenty three. Uh-huh. I wasn't partying. I wasn't yeah. interested in th- that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd already mm. kind of so those, had my own yeah. rump stringer. Yeah, and so um, so one November day, my my mom says to my dad, "Go over and pick those boys up with their dad to come look and see if they can put a fireplace." In before Thanksgiving. So we had friends over that night and they had a little girl and I was playing with the little girl. And so if you ask Daryl about it tonight, he'll tell you he thought that the little girl was my little girl. So so they come and we don't have a conversation. Right. Daryl. has. Do you go pick him up? Daryl, my dad, Your went dad. over okay. and picked up him, his dad and him. Okay. Because Daryl's the oldest. He was kind of the foreman of uh-huh. their little of their little crew. Yep. And so they come in and Daryl has his Amish britches on. He's He's got, like he comes home from work, you'll see tonight, like dirty, you know, from work. You say Amish britches. Can you explain to um, us some Like people? Amish pants are homemade uh-huh. and they don't look like non-Amish pants. Right. They don't have a zipper. Right. They have a, like a, a button panel. Oh, okay. Like there's yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a square, but but one, but one three-sided square. Okay. So they button in a panel. Yes. So he had those Amish pants on and I'll never forget, he had, he still does this, <clears throat> he had a toothpick broken in two in and in a, in a toothpick on either side of on his mouth. On either side. That's his, and that he was, was his already thing. going gray. He was already going silver. He was 22 and he was already, already getting this like silver oh, yeah. in his hair. So, fox. so I'd said hello. We said hello <clears throat> to each other and that's it. And he left and I looked at my girlfriend and I said, I think I'm going to marry that man. No way. Stop. Oh, yes, I did. And so I had my best friend from college. Okay, hold on. Why, oh, yeah. why did you say that? Okay, like, so my best friend from college, she was the only one that did this, called me up and she's like, okay. When I told her, I'm getting married. Like, I'm marrying this guy. Yeah. Like, it's happening. Yeah. She called me up. And she goes, "Okay, I'm not okay with this." And this is when this is when I'm thinking we're gonna. This is gonna happen. She's like, "I want you to tell me why you feel this." Yes, you don't know this guy. You don't know because him. you told her this after being with him how long? An hour or a couple? no? Oh, maybe thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. I and I. He said really nothing. His dad did most of the talking, and I really said nothing. Okay, so 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 you're with him thirty minutes. 
Yes. His dad does all the talking. Yes. They're looking at the fireplace. Yes. Like they're trying to figure yes. out. You're... You, and within zero, 30 I'm minutes, yeah, within I'm 30 like, minutes, you're like, this is the guy. This is my man. My familia, listen to this. You may remember a couple episodes back, I introduced you to Don and Bridget. They're from AIM, Agape International Missions. They're actually changing the world by doing whatever it takes to end child sex trafficking. So, AIM is on the ground. They're protecting and they're rescuing kids, like actually rescuing them. Like they actually have their own SWAT team. But it doesn't end there because AIM's vision, it goes beyond the rescue. They actually empower the survivors that they've rescued to be free and to live completely free. So this is what I'm going to invite you to do. You are invited to change the world with what AIM calls the village. It's a community of passionate monthly donors. Now, let me let me be honest with you guys. A lot of people give one-time gifts to people, but when you become a monthly donor, what it does is it gives AIM the ability to know what they can do in the future. So here's the goal. That 25 of us, that's just 25. There are tens of thousands of you that listen to this. Will 25 of you join the village by committing to give $10 a month? That is how we, the Hope Dealing Family community, will change someone's story. Rescue, restoration, healing, protection, freedom. This is what you provide when you join the village. So let's do it. Just give $10 a month. It creates hope. And I know that for most of us, that sacrifice would literally mean giving up a couple of ladybird tacos or one venti skinny hazelnut latte. It's an invitation to become part of something bigger than ourselves. And literally it changes somebody's world. So join me in the work of freedom by checking out the website aimfree.org slash Carlos. Okay, so what are you telling your girlfriend? So so I say to my girlfriend, I say, you know how... You know how... Gosh, why do I get emotional? Because you knew that you were going to marry him yeah. in 30 minutes? That's why and you're I, getting emotional. I, you know what? And I love him. Yes. Like, you know what? How long have you been married? 30 years. Yeah, okay. So, you know how when you marry somebody or you date somebody and you think they're the greatest person, right? Yeah, you're going to make me cry. And then, and then later you're like, wow, I really didn't know how great. Yeah. Like, God knew. Yeah. And he knew what I needed. Yeah. But I didn't know how great he yeah. was. Like, when people say they married up, like, I yeah. married a man who is my person. Yeah. So... The way I explained it to Darla is, you know how when you think of a person, but you don't have a face, mm. you just kind of have a silhouette yeah. of an image. Yeah. And then when you see that, when I saw him, he like, you know, those paper mache, those paper dolls that mm-hmm. you get when you're little, the, 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 it's kind of like a coloring book yeah. and there's an outline and then you get to punch out the thing and put, and put the picture on the outline. That's how it was. Like... Like that person, that picture was, it matched the silhouette of my prayer. Yeah. Like I knew. Wow. Like I knew. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so you tell her this and she's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She said, all right, that makes sense to me. Like, like he, he was, he fit, he fit that outline. Like his, him, he just went, That's okay. that. So then fast forward well, two yeah. days. Because that was okay. a Friday. Because hold on. I don't want to fast forward too much because it's only took 28 days. Right. 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 So, so don't, let's not fast forward two days. Can okay. we just fast forward that night? So that night he leaves. 
in your head, you're just like, I'm marrying him. That's the <laughs> do, person. Do, I'm do, you, do you tell your parents this? Do you tell? Yeah, I told the, I told my girlfriend sitting next to me as soon as he left the room. I was like, as soon as he left the house, I think I'm marrying that man. Yeah. So then I had to get a plan. Okay. So tell, tell, us, tell us the plan of action. It involved this cup. Okay. Right that right there. There it is. That's the cup. Boom. That's a great one. Okay. So, so I. You know, The Gap was very popular back in 1991. The Gap? So, The Gap. And so I had my little um, peg leg gap jeans and an oversized flannel shirt. And I I got up at 5.30 because they get to their work site. He still gets to the work site between 6.30 and 7. So I'm like, I got to put... I got I got to put my best foot forward here. So um, I get cinnamon rolls and I make coffee. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to serve him this coffee in this heart mug. Clearly, he'll be like, he'll know. And, and so tell me, where, where are you going to give this to him? He's at, so he comes to do the fireplace at my parents' oh, house. At, at the house, okay. Mm-hmm. Got, got it. I'm, I'm happening. picking restaurant. Uh, you, but no. you're not at the restaurant serving. It's okay. happening. So I'm like, I'm sticking around this whole job. I'm going to yeah. serve him coffee out of heart mug. Surely yeah. he's going to know. Yeah. And then it just so happened. And this is the truth. This was not, this was not staged at all. Yeah. The wrong fireplace logs came for the <laughs> fireplace. So I'm, I'm this whole time. I'm like, you know, I'm going to marry this man. Yeah. And the wrong fireplace logs come. And my mom says, why don't you take Daryl <laughs> to the fireplace store to get the right logs? And it was like an hour and 15 minutes away. I'm like, right. okay. <laughs> so then that's when. Okay. Have you, have you had a conversation yet with Daryl? Not very. Well, I've had a conversation. He hasn't. He said hasn't a said a word. Okay. No, he hasn't yeah. said a whole lot. Okay. Okay. And Got then, it. so then the first movie that we saw. So then on the way to. Get the fireplace logs. Yeah. Dances with Wolves. Remember that yes. movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Kevin Costner. That movie came out, and I said, have you seen that movie yet? And he said, no. I said, we should see that movie. Oh, I, I, oh you were. You were. I was, yes. You were running I this show. I zeroed in. He's <laughs> oh like, gosh. and he's like, okay. <laughs> so we go on our first date, right? So and hold on, wait. Do you go get? Sorry, I'm I'm like I'm the yes. super story dragger outer. You go get these logs. Yeah, we go get these logs, and, and, I, and I'm and I'm like. He doesn't know. Maybe Wait. he doesn't know it yet, but I'm marrying him. Hey, Sandy, you have a question. Are they allowed to, like, go out and see movies with other people? Well, remember, he's kind of in Rumspringer right now. He's, he's a little wild. He's in his wild time. So, so I had two different couples come to me and say, now, you know that he's wild. I'm like, no, that's, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's my head. He's fine. He's yeah. gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so and so and so again, let me be Leanne and let me and you be Daryl with the reaction. So, hey, have you seen Dancing with Wolves? Do you want to go see that movie with me? What was his response? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It still would be. Yeah. I mean you've met him. I know, I've met him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's a yeah. Okay, so yeah. so keep going. So we we see the movie. Well, we go. So we go on our first date, right? Okay. And we're going down the road. Well, when you say first date, did you create this first? Date oh, absolutely, you- absolutely. <laughs> I created our wedding idea. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I said, and the mug. Did- oh, that just every morning, man. I have it, yep. and it's going to him. And okay. the hearts are the hearts, subliminal. Yes. Like yes. Like I love you. <laughs> I'm going to marry you. <laughs> yes. It says heartstrings on the inside. Yes. Yeah. And you're giving him that mug every day. Every day. Home. Black coffee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're on this day. We're, we're on our way and I, I'm never. And he knows this. it's a date. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think he knew that I was smitten. Yeah. So I say to him, you know, you don't talk very much, do you? 
because I'm just talking and talking. And he does this thing and he still does it. Back then I used to think it was because, you know, his first language is Pennsylvania Dutch. So I kind of thought, well, maybe he's kind of translating before he talks. I'm sorry. What's Pennsylvania Dutch? Oh, uh, their dialect. What what Amish? It's it's really kind of a, a, a dialect or a slang of German. Okay. Okay. So some of some of Pennsylvania Dutch will sound like German, Got like it. the language term, Got like it. the German language. Okay. So, so I say, you don't talk very much to you. And he does what I call the Daryl pause, where he <laughs> he pauses for like two or three beats. Like even like notice it tonight. Like if you ask him a question, you think to yourself, is this guy going to answer the question? <laughs> is, is he annoyed at my question? Yes. 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 But he's just thoughtful in, uh, his, yeah. in the way he communicates. Yeah. So I said, you don't talk very much to you. And it was like beat. Beat, beat. Used to kind of unnerve me, but now I love yeah. it. And he said, "Well, if I like to talk as much as you did, we'd have a problem." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "And now I'm really in love with this man. I'm going to marry him." So, so then we date maybe 11, 12 days, and this is okay. back. Okay, wait, stop. The, the, we you, see you, each other every you day. You keep saying you keep so, saying things that need more of an explanation. Okay, so do you know? You know, like you, you. you Younger, the younger generation call it talking now. They say okay. they're talking to someone. Yeah. Okay, but we didn't. We had. We didn't have like yeah. the same modern conveniences. So we saw each other every day because he was at the job site. So we saw each other every day, and then we would see each other in the evening. He'd come over, or we'd meet out somewhere, and um, so so we, you know, we would, you know, we would see each other every day. So one day I say to him, like, um, so, so where do you, where, where do you, where do you see this going? Like, what, what do you this think? Day six of, of, no, this is day 11. Oh, day or day 11. This is like day 11. Oh, oh man. We're way down the line. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we're, yeah, yeah. we're like, <laughs> we're like, we're, like, yeah, yeah. we're antiquated. Yeah. Yeah. Stage. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, so where do you see this going? And he's like, well, I mean, marriage. And I'm like, okay. So, so his, so. Day 11. So, so imagine like, so he's got his parents who his dad's an Amish bishop, you know, don't, aren't really thrilled, right? With him dating a girl who's not Amish. Yeah. So his dad had already had a conversation with him already because I mean, yeah, about dating me. And, and he said this sentence. The dad says the, the sentence to, to Daryl, and Daryl tells me, and he says, as long as you date her, we are going to discourage it, and we aren't going to be okay with it. But if you marry her, we will accept it. So yeah. I said to him, okay, if you're thinking marriage, and I'm thinking marriage, why would we draw this out? Like, why would we put our, why would we put your family through that? Why would we put ourselves through that? Yeah. Let, and he's like, well, what are you thinking? I said, let's elope. Let's, so day 11, you say this. Yes. He doesn't have a passport. He's never been on an airplane. Like, so I say, let's elope. And he's like, all right, where? And I said, let's go to Switzerland. Let's, <laughs> I, said, I said, let's go to Switzerland. Let's elope in Switzerland. Zero ideas. <laughs> and he's like, all right. I mean, he's just like, okay. So I go to, um, Oh, what's that popular quote? Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, yeah. You're going to spend some money on your honeymoon outfit. 
And I got matching sweatshirts. Yes, mine wasn't. Mine was gray, and you his was it. blue. Yes, and there were horsemen on the front of it. Stop. And I thought, this is what, this will be our travel outfit to Switzerland. At day 11. Day 11, I say this. Okay, and he doesn't have a passport. And back then, you could just go to the courthouse and get a passport. So we had to get, he had to get his birth certificate. Like, we had to go through a thing. So he um, gets his birth certificate, goes to the courthouse, gets a passport. And my dad knew someone who lived in Switzerland. And he called him and asked there was a chapel there that I had fallen in love with because I'd been to Switzerland before and and had taken pictures of myself alone outside this chapel. And I thought, I want to get married in that chapel. And so my dad calls his friend and he said, oh, I ski with the pastor of that church. Okay, wait. Okay, so let's pause it. I ski with the pastor of that church. Your dad. Yes. Is helping you elope. Yes. He's a, a he's a marriage family counselor. Your, oh, your dad's a marriage and family oh, yeah. counselor. Yeah, and, okay with all this. And, and you're day 11. Oh, yeah. And I mean, is... my mom and dad then later divorced after that. Okay. But that's a whole other Yeah, sure, 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 sure. We'll, we'll stick to the love story for right now. So, so, so you're, you're, you're telling your parents day 11, I'm marrying this guy. Mm-hmm. They're like, sweet. We're eloping. Yeah, we're eloping. Are you in or not? Like, oh, okay. we're doing this. But he's not telling his parents this. No. Okay. Okay, he, so he wrote. His okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait, let's not, let's okay. not get there. So, okay. so you're like, Dad, I want to get married at this at this chapel in Switzerland, yes. and he's at. Let me call my Terry. Terry, who skis with the pastor. Yeah, keep going. So he calls. And the pastor of the church says, "Oh, we would love it if someone would get." I said, "I want to get married on Christmas Day," and he says, "Well, I would love it. We would love it if um, we would love it if somebody um, got married at our church on Christmas Day." And so we're like, all right, let's buy the plane tickets. Let's do this. So, so we're talking, you're, we're in December right now. And yeah. You guys are dating. Yeah. Yeah. December. Yeah. And so we get his passport, we book the tickets and, and, um, I was telling the girls that this sweet older gentleman, um, probably in his eighties was tolling the bells for me to come to the wedding. And I didn't realize he was going to toll them until I got there. And I was seven minutes late to okay, the wait. wedding. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. This is me again. We we, we got to get we got to get to Switzerland. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. So so, so we get when, on the plane. when when did you guys get on the plane? How did he, did he have to sneak out of Amish town? Did he have to like 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 what? <laughs> what, what tell me about about yeah, that, about yeah, pretty much about that. So like yeah. his parents are still like you're dating. You guys yep. are dating. Yeah. So he packs a bag. He packs and a bag. He, yes. And he leaves a note. And he leaves a note. He and what does he say in this note? It's pro- he's never really told me exactly what it said, but it's. I'm sure short and sweet because he doesn't even like to sign his name. Okay. So it was probably two sentences yep. like, Mom and Dad, I'm eloping. I'm going to Switzerland. I'm marrying Leanne. <laughs> and I'll be back. And I'll be back. And I'll be back. And, and I'll, I'll be, back. be back on this date or whatever. Yep. Okay. So, so you, then you guys go to the airport. So so we go to the airport, you know, get on the plane. He's not been on in an airport or on a plane. And we fly to Switzerland. And how many days after flight. you met him is this? Well, it was 28 days from the time I met him until we got married. Uh-huh. So this is probably day, what, what, that we flew? Yeah, that you flew. Oh, this is probably day 25. Okay. Because so day- we were in Switzerland, I think, December 22nd. Yeah, okay. okay. 23rd. So you fly, you land there. You get, you know, this is happening. This is happening. Oh, yeah. I'm marrying You're married. Oh, I'm, duh. I am father, I am mothering his children. Yes. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yes. So, so get, let's get to the bells. 
Yeah, so he's tolling the bells until I get there. I couldn't get my eyelashes right. And so I was like seven seven minutes late, and this poor, poor man is like tolling the bells waiting for me to get there. And my dad is ordained, so he marries us. And we Your get, dad? My dad is ordained also, so he mar- my dad marries us. He goes to Switzerland with you? Yes. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad go to Switzerland with us. Okay. And we get married, and we take pictures in the same place that I stood no before. No way. Um, and Do you have married. those pictures? Oh, yeah, I have those pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's one? Yeah, there's one. There. Yeah, yeah. There, oh, wait. Go up in our bedroom uh-huh. um, on that table where the plant is and get that picture. That's our wedding day. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, so, yeah, so I, I have my sweat. I have actually, where is, oh, it's in the closet where you two are staying. Okay. I have our uh, wedding outfits. Your wedding outfits. What yeah. did you wear? Um... I wore a sweater outfit. Oh, it's so pretty. I wore a sweater outfit, oh, and and, and Daryl wore a pair of like kind of green khakis and a paisley have shirt you, with have like you a. Three... Ever worn anything like no, that? no, 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 no. Come, come put it to the camera so that the camera can see it. Oh, the camera's upside. Oh, there it is. Yeah, oh. there's no glaring a little bit there. Look at you there guys. Twenty eight days. days. 28 days, and right after we got married, um, like probably two hours after we got married, it started snowing, no. these snowflakes. I'm not kidding. It was like it was like a fairy tale, yeah. like these big, fat snowflakes. And somebody in town said, you should go toboggan. They, they, they take a big bus up the top of this mountain, <clears throat> and you can to- toboggan all the way down. And so we did that on our wedding day. That's just so cute. So great. The socks wow. that you're wearing. Oh, I know. I know. The shoes. Yep. Yep. Okay, so. So we come back. So 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 you come back. And and he is he nervous to see his parents? Oh, we're both nervous. Okay, you're both yeah, nervous. Yeah, we're both nervous. And so he goes to watch. Because there's, does he call them from Switzerland? No, oh, no, no. No, no, no. no. Okay. I guess they don't have a phone. No, no. Still, <laughs> still don't. Yeah, still don't. <laughs> still don't. So, so um, we get back and I am in the kitchen. And he has gone, Daryl has gone to wash the car. Yeah. And I hear something and I think it's Daryl. Yeah. So I stick my head out the breezeway door. Yeah. And it was like a store. It was like a made up storybook. Yeah. His dad in this big black velvet hat with this long white beard and it's snowing. No. So there's snow like Stop. swirling around his head is standing in the window. Oh. And I'm like, this is as you pull up, like as you. No, I'm in the house by myself. Oh, Daryl okay. is not there. Oh, okay, sorry. So I look out, and there he's standing at the door, and I'm like, oh, he's seen me. He knows I'm here. Yeah. So I let him in, and it's my father-in-law. And, and now, tell me again, whose house is this? Where we were living, where Daryl, my, my apartment that I had, where oh, okay. I was living. Got it. Yeah, got it, got yeah. Because by then, by that point, I'd got my own little apartment. I wasn't living with my parents. Got it. Got it. Okay. So. Well, not even by then. Even when I met Daryl at my parents' house, I wasn't living Got with it. my parents. Got it. So, um, so he comes in and we just start talking. It was so awkward. I can still, <laughs> I can still remember. I was sitting on a bar stool. So he's on a chair like you all are on. And I'm on a bar stool. So I'm kind of up, elevated. And I, um, I say to him... I'm just chattering because I'm nervous. And I say to my father-in-law, now this could actually make my cheeks kind of be red because yeah. it kind of is embarrassing. So I'm like, so I was telling Daryl the other day, I can still see myself in my mind. <laughs> I was telling Daryl the other day, 
I just hope, I hope you all like me. So, uh, meaning his mom and dad. Yeah. And he was quiet and he looked right at me and he said, like you, we love you. Aww. He said, you're our family. You're our family now. Stop. Yeah. And so then he said, I want to talk to Daryl. Cause then by then Daryl comes back. So I'd like to talk to Daryl privately. And then I would like to talk to both of you. And so, um, I didn't know until probably five years after we were married, when I was pregnant with Teddy, I was really pregnant going to an Amish, Amish get together. My mother-in-law said, do you want me to make you something to wear? Because I didn't have anything. Literally. I was just so pregnant. It was in January and our son was born in January. That's how pregnant I was. Yeah. And so she made me this sweet, like homemade denim type jumper. Yeah. And, but when Daryl's dad talked to me, he said... Now we're... When he talked to you back... Yeah, five years five prior. Five years prior, okay. So five years <clears throat> prior, when Daryl's dad's talking to me, he says, you know, I'm going to ask a few things of you, um, you know, as, as we go forward, you know, as we go forward as a family, that when you come to get-togethers that, you know, then I had the long acrylic nails and I had big, big hair, <laughs> I, big bangs, long, 90s. long curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to ask that you dress, you dress plain and that you pull your hair up and that you, you know, you don't, you know, wear a lot of makeup and that you don't have, you know, bright nails. And I'm just yeah. going to ask that you and my friends at the time, like my girlfriends were like, you know, he needs to just accept you for who you sure. are. They need to, you know, that's <clears throat> not right that they would ask you to do that. I'm like, listen, how many places are you asked to go to dress plain, no makeup, pull your hair up? Yeah. Like, I love this. Yeah. Like, I, this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So, so I did. And so we're at this get together and I'm in this jumper that his mom has made me and we're playing dominoes with cousins and aunts and uncles and there's lots of people there Amish get togethers are big yeah and we're just having so much fun and it was like this light bulb moment like he didn't he didn't ask me to do that yeah because my nails were too bright or my lipstick was too bright he asked me to do that for me he didn't Mm. ask me to do that for them he asked He asked me to do that for me Wow! because what it did is I just integrated so easily. Yeah. You know, they weren't staring at my nails. Yeah. They weren't staring at my nails. Cause a lot of Amish kids, you know, don't even, you know, their interaction with non Amish people is even limited. So I was just so wow. accepted. I yeah. mean, not that I wouldn't have been accepted if I would have had makeup on and bright nails. It's not right. that. Right. It's just, it made it easier for yeah. me and, yeah. and it made it more comfortable for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I have great, great in-laws. Wow. I'm blown away. Yeah. Tell me this. As, as, as we sit in a... This might be too deep of a question, but you don't have to answer if you don't want. I was going to say, you're going to try to make me cry, Carlos. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. As we sit in a uh, day and age, in a culture, in a worldview where it is the most individualistic culture ever seen on planet Earth, the most selfish culture ever seen on planet the most. And people would probably look at the Amish and go, that is so backwards. That is so, 
How dare they ask their women to dress plain? How dare, this is the time for women to rise up and for that, and, and that, this is not what's happening. It, it, sounds, it sounds like what you experienced. Now, this was 25 years ago, okay, or whenever it was. 30. 30, 30 years ago. Um, talk to me about, because you are a strong, oh, you, you yeah. are a strong, passionate, individual, um, you know, woman. Like, like, like you are, like, hear Leanne roar. Like, you, you can get things done, you. Right. But there's also, what I'm hearing is there is such not only beauty but maybe need in what you experience in that Amish culture. Well, there's sacrifice in love. Yeah. I mean, love is not all about getting what we want yeah. and getting having our way and and fighting. Yeah. I want to walk alongside people and I want to love people right where they are. Yeah. You know, my in-laws just have loved me. Yeah. I mean, they, they weren't trying to make me Amish. Right. They were just saying, you know, you're our family now and we love you. And I yeah. think, I think we, right now in society, yeah. we, 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 we're fighting, we're fighting, we're pushing, yeah. you know, instead of opening our arms and saying, you know, let's, let's see how we can love each other. Mm. Let's see how we can Sacrifice, You know, I, I think when I think of Daryl and I think of our marriage, Daryl has sacrificed a lot for me, you know, and he's done it with such manliness. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been weak. You know, he's, he's, he hasn't gotten everything he has wanted. Yeah. Um, but he's just loved me in a way that's like giving. Like where, you know, I something I see now that I wish I could just take a wand and change is yeah. that we need to love each other. Yeah. Like, and that sounds so cliche, but loving each other sometimes requires sacrifice, mm. even of our own will and our own opinion. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Daryl's put up with a great deal from my family, from mm. my nuclear family. That when I say Daryl's sacrificed, he's sacrificed in ways that he, you know, he probably didn't know families acted like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's true. Yeah. So, so he's, you know, that's been a way that he's loved me well. Yeah. It's, yeah. What but we, I think I think we're missing this element of, you know, lo- it, it, sacrifice and love. You know, mm. there's sacrifices you make when you love. What do people that are listening to this podcast? How how can they learn to sacrifice? It, it, that that is a word that that people don't do that anymore. People don't sacrifice anymore. They they're, they sacrifice other people at the altar of the, of their right. of opinions <laughs> at the altar of but. But what I love about what you're saying is like, you know, you're right. People can say love and you, you can, you can, you know, simplify that up to whatever it is. But it is actually the, the, the word sacrifice when you brought that in to the definition of love um, is what people don't know how to do. Okay. Anymore. Well, well, you've sacrificed because you know what? You've probably sacrificed some opinions of people. You've sacrificed maybe even part of your reputation within evangelical fundamental belief systems. Sure. 
with educating people on race and yeah. thinking differently. So, so that has entailed a sacrifice on your part. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 So, what does that look like? That looks like a path you've even you've walked in right. this last year. I right. Mean, it's it. It's really a. It's really a saying. I'm going to put aside some things that I want for myself, or I even think. Yeah. For the betterment of another person. Mm. So it's it's saying I'm going to um, like with my own children. They're in their twenties now. They're figuring some things out on their own. Yeah. I would like to go into mom roar. And sure. tell them what they are and aren't going to do because of the way we've raised them. Right. But my <clears throat> love for them says you need to sacrifice that. Mm. And you need to allow them wow. to figure it out. And yeah. you need to love them right where they are. Yeah. And you need to pray for them. Yeah. And you need to be just their mom yeah. and sacrifice what you think they yeah. should be doing for knowing that when they find out for themselves, it's going to have greater value. Yeah, that, that's that's beautiful. Daryl, one last question about Daryl. Um, every time, why? When I yeah, talk about well, him today, well, well, yeah. <laughs> what what um, what can people learn about sacrifice if they watched your husband for ten minutes? Listening. Listening. We, we all just want to air our opinion and what mm. we think and what we know. Somebody said something about Daryl recently that I thought, wow, that is so true. Um, that has known him for years. And Daryl is a, a true craftsman. Like he's an art, really an artist when it comes to trim work and yeah. craftsmanship. And he said, you know, I've known your husband several years now and I've watched him in groups where he could speak up yeah. and say, oh, no, that's not right. Or, oh, no, I would do it this way. And he doesn't. Like, he could almost brag about himself. Mm. And he doesn't. Like, he is just very humble. Yeah. And, and he listens. He does a lot of listening. Yeah. Um, he... Uh, when we were talking about a menu, yeah. he said, now remember, Sohela doesn't eat, you know, gluten and red meat and, you know, wow. like, so we should think about, you know, fish or chicken. You know, he remember, he, he, he he's listened. listening and he's really not missing anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now one thing I say about him, and this is true of a lot of Amish people, often we mistake people who are good listeners yeah. and their silence for agreement it doesn't mean if he's being quiet and you're saying something, yeah. it doesn't mean he's agreeing with you. Yeah. He's just choosing. Yes. He's sacrificing. Yeah. He's choosing not to get in an argument with someone yeah. or not yeah. to state an opinion that he thinks isn't yeah. necessary. He's loving by listening. Yeah. yeah. When we had been married about a month, <laughs> we're driving down the road and I'm like, so what's your biggest adjustment to being married? <laughs> and he's like, Mm, well, I don't know. You go first. I'm like, oh, it's definitely being accountable to somebody all the time. Like if I'm going to be an hour late, if I'm shopping. And I said, so what about you? So wait a minute. goes, electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Whoa. Like that, like stopped me in my tracks. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, he's had an adjustment. And also I loved that it had nothing to do with, yes. With, with you. Us yeah. me. Yeah. It had to do with like his way, like of life. Yeah. I think, I think also Daryl, you know, Daryl's, when we talk about like adventure and like, you know, hear me war type thing. Sure. When you, if you looked at the both of us, and you, you would say, who's the most daring? Who's the most adventuresome? Yeah. Some people, because of my personality, would think it would be me. Oh, no way. Like, Daryl would have been on those ice cliffs with you. He would have been down that river. I was showing him some of the river stuff. He goes, oh, yeah, I'd love that. I'm like, no! Like, and, <laughs> that's I, th- and that's not me. Like, yeah. the bears, like, I knew he would love yeah. your Alaska trip with the bears and stuff. He, yeah. You know, he loves the outdoors, and he's way more daring and adventuresome than I am. That's that's amazing. Last question. Um, what, what, what about your story can people... Um, get hope from like give give them one last bit of hope for this season that we're in for maybe a crisis that they're in for maybe you know maybe they're stressed out maybe they've got kids that are you know that have chosen a different way maybe they're in people are people are needing hope in a thousand different situations that are listening to this they've just heard a love story that I think ever my daughters the boyfriends myself my wife we've all we've all gotten a semblance of hope for love that maybe mm-hmm. uh, that maybe we didn't even know existed. Um, can, can you give one last, just, just little tidbit on hope and maybe where you're pulling some hope from yourself? Well, I'm a faith-based person, yeah. you know, so I believe in, in God. And so I would say that, that I believe in a God that when I ask and I say, I need you to show me some hope. Yeah. I need to see that you see me and that you love me and that you care, like show me something. And I believe that we, I believe in a God that will do that wow. and that will honor that. I think Daryl is a, also a representation of that, that, you know, God brought an Amish boy in my living room that built a fireplace. I tell people we just extended the flame um, <laughs> that built a fireplace in my parents' house and just came. He came into my life. Right. Yeah. But I think when we're in the middle of, of, and we talked about this earlier, like when we're in the middle of crisis or trauma or, or despair, I think, I think really asking God for yeah. hope, like saying, I need, I need to see it. I need to know. Yeah. I need to know that you, you care about me. Please show me somehow. Yeah. And it could be as simple as if you're looking, it could be, you know, it might be somebody in Target yeah. that walks up and says, you know something hopeful to you yeah yeah i mean hope is i think i think that we i think we we die without it yeah yes all the tears man there ain't nothing better than knowing that somebody loves their spouse like that or loves their other person like that leanne miller thank you so much i don't know about you but i i mean there were so many nuggets of gold wisdom that we unearthed inside of Leanne's ethos. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for me at the very end of the day, it's like love really takes sacrifice. And gosh, if there's not, if, if there's one thing that I feel like is not happening these days when it comes to love, it's sacrifice. I feel like love, people, people want to be loved and they want to love without sacrifice. And it just, 
it's not a complete sense of love. And that story shows sacrifices on all parts. And it was just good, guys. Uh, I knew, I know that that was different. You know, I just had my iPhone recording at the kitchen table, but it just felt right. Maybe I'll do a little bit more of those things. Uh, you know, podcasts, a lot of podcasts are just interviewing uh, people that everybody knows. And I'm like, I want, I want people to know Leanne. I want people to know some of my friends that nobody knows. And I'm glad that you guys got to enjoy her story. Make sure that you reach out to Leanne on Instagram. Let her know L-E-E-A-N-N Miller, Lee Ann Miller on Instagram. She is a fun, fun follow. And I mean, as you can tell, she's wise, she's witty, she's whimsical. And I can't think of another W word to put at the end of those three. Um, But anyway, I am, as of this recording, five days away from finally being home. Uh, It'll be 25 days and then I'll finally be home. Um, Maybe I'll have, I'll have Rome, our puppy on the next podcast. Friends, this has been a blast. You guys know when you review the show, okay, I, I see how many people download and listen to this show and I see how many people have reviewed the show. All right. So I know that there's a few of you guys that listen every week that don't, that haven't reviewed it. Now I'm just letting you know, it really helps me. It helps the show get in front of a lot of other people. So if you've got 30 seconds, please take the 30 seconds and review, uh, rank, uh, you know, do all the stars um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you do that. Make sure you're subscribing, share the show with your grandmama, your great grandmama, and maybe your great aunt too. Uh, Get them on the human hope train. There is lots of hope, friends. I'm telling you, it is all around us. We just have to look and find it when we want to see it. So, see you next Thursday. Your host, Carlos Tendico Guzman and Chico Cabello, saying, make sure you live your life. Don't let your life live.